Hi, this is Anthony Lighthall. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast entitled From Dreams to Actions, where we talk about business goals, promoting positive energy, and following your dreams. On today's episode, we are going to discuss how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Let that sink in for a little bit, because I know it probably hits you and most people probably think it may be like an oxymoron or wow, this, this is like a play on words. But how do you be comfortable being uncomfortable? Let's go ahead and get into it. It's overall a mindset. You know, I'm going to talk about getting out of your comfort zone. I'm going to share a couple of uh, different examples of things that have happened to me or things that have happened to, uh, around the world. You know, certain people you should be surrounding yourself with, you know, setbacks and failure. But overall, how do you become comfortable being in uncomfortable type of situations or settings? And that's what I really want to talk about today on on the show. And the first thing is, let's just, you know, start off with this is the comfort zone. Everyone has a comfort zone. Everyone has that neighborhood they're fine with, with going to or those circle of friends that they surround themselves with, or that job that it may be boring to some people, but some people, they're just comfortable doing it. And it's one of those repetitive jobs where it's like, hey, I I know how to do this, or I was taught this at an early age, and I just, I'm comfortable. You know, you ever hear people say that? I'm good, I'm comfortable. Well, being comfortable is good. Sometimes it can save you. Uh, It could save your life, you know, if you're in un- known territory but a lot of sometimes it can hurt you it can stifle your creativity it can stop you from your growth and getting out of your comfort zone and and getting you in an unfamiliar area where you are growing and stretching yourself as i'll say uh into the unknown into something else new that you were probably never exposed to so that's the overall uh situation with comfort zones is is great to have them, but also learn, hey, I want to try that. Hey, I want to go over there. Hey, I want to take a calculated risk. And I want to become unfamiliar with something and kind of learn or surround myself with people I've never probably surrounded myself with before. You know, a lot of people that are successful have been successful by putting themselves in uncomfortable situations by, you know, a lot of sports references with, you know, taking that last shot or trying to dunk or, you know, if you're playing hockey, trying to make that that goal or trying something new with your hockey stick with the puck. You know, it's all different. It's all uncomfortable. I'll I'll also share with a baby, you know, a a baby crawls uh, and then when they start walking, like, really pay attention to them. They are uncomfortable. They're whining. They're crying because they're like, what the heck? I'm trying to learn how to walk and I keep falling on my butt or I'm scraping my knee or I'm hitting my head on the coffee table. What's going on? But they're uncomfortable because they're learning something new and they're wobbling and they're shaking and they're stretching out their hands for balance. And that's the same thing you have to envision Envision. When you're uncomfortable, you are wobbling, you're shaking, you probably want to whine and and um, vent to someone or maybe even complain uh, because this is uncomfortable for you. But as you continue to do it and you're consistent and you start to learn like, okay, what am I learning from being uncomfortable right now? So that's what I really want to talk about throughout this whole uh, podcast of, of being uncomfortable. 
Um, I'll also share about, you know, we all went through this with COVID. You know, it, I don't know who wasn't uncomfortable. Whether I remember stepping out, you know, when COVID was really first hitting and I live in a very busy city and stepping out and going outside and there were like no cars. That was eerie. It was very uncomfortable to see that where I'm like, how long is this going to last? How is it going to affect the economy? How is it going to affect business, my job? You know, people that are used to going out to the bars, to the clubs, to restaurants, mingling with people. It was very uncomfortable for them. People that are very extroverts, extroverted and like to be out. Very uncomfortable for them. But if you take a look and pay attention and listen, a lot of businesses started during COVID. A lot of people say, yeah, start, you know, once 2020 hit, we were just indoors and there was nothing else. So I started producing content. I started, you know, reading. You know, I, I learned French when, you know, we were all indoors and I just started, you know, picking up different books or going online and learning how to, you know, speak another language. A lot of things that were when a time when people were very uncomfortable, things were uncertain. People took that uncomfortability and they looked at it like, okay, how do I, what can I do right now? What's in my power? What's in my hands? And pay attention to that. A lot of things, you know, creating businesses, side hustles. I feel like that was really big when COVID hit because everybody was indoors and they were just buying different machines and trying new things. You had all this time. Uh, and so that's an example, you know, with COVID being uncomfortable and creating something new. Not everybody did something new, but majority of people really did start a business or learn something, a new skill during COVID. And, uh, you know, they're still seeing the fruits of their labor, you know, during that time of uncertainty. Let me share an, uh, an example of networking. I know networking can be uncomfortable for a lot of people, even people who are extroverts and people who like to talk to people. But sometimes those people only like talking to the people they know. They only like speaking to that certain demographic. Uh, a, a woman only likes speaking to a crowd of women. A, a male in his uh, 25 only likes speaking to males and who are 25 and who were jocks in high school and loves talking about sports. But not everybody can be in a room where you don't know who you're talking to. You're talking to CEOs. You're running into PhDs. You're running into uh, faculty or, or instructors at uh, uh, educational institutions. You're talking to the marketing director of, uh, of a bank. You know, you never know. It's a, it's a melting pot of people and professions. And sometimes that makes people uncomfortable because they don't know how to relate to those people. They don't know how to talk to those people. They don't know how to break the ice. So as an example, during a networking event, let's say you see someone in the corner that you've kind of either followed on social media or, uh, you know, on LinkedIn or, or something like that, or they're just a professional. They're up there and they're just surrounded by a, a bunch of people because everybody knows who this, who this person is. And you're just kind of like, shy because you're like, how do I break this ice? How do I go and talk to this person? And now you have an opportunity. This person is, you know, maybe getting a, a drink of water from a water fountain or something and not surrounded by anybody. You need to get out of your comfort zone and speak to this person. You need to figure out 
What can you compliment? What can you talk about to really engage with this individual, especially if you want to uh, be part of their network because you know how worthy it is. And using networking as an example, um, how do you connect with people? How do you relate to people? Get out of your comfort zone. If you don't go to networking events or you haven't, try and go to one. Try to start with one that a, a networking event, sometimes they have different themes. You know, go to an event where it's something that you're comfortable talking about uh, or some type of convention that you're a part of or something that's, you know, part of a hobby that you like or maybe a profession that you're in or something you want to get into and then start going to other events that you probably would never go to, but you may meet new people and expand and grow off of being uncomfortable. Okay. So what's the benefits of being in the unknown? You know, a, a few things here are you challenge yourself. Getting out of your comfort zone challenges challenges yourself. That's number one. You know, it's something that is foreign to you. You've never been, you know, in this neighborhood before. You've never talked to this, uh, this religion of individuals who have this certain faith or belief or someone who has these political views. You don't have to argue with them or, you know, you don't have to always agree with them, but have an ear learn off of each other uh that's how i am i always have a neutral mindset i have my own beliefs and you know things i believe in things i like to do or certain hobbies but i also like to hear what other people like to do and what are their passions what do they believe in and we can have an intellectual conversation about that and that gets me out of my comfort zone because then i get to hear from them and talk with them and then when i talk with someone else that may have the same viewpoints as the person i spoke to I can refer back to that like oh i did you know i spoke to greg and you know a, a a person i ran into at a networking event and they they shared the same you know belief on on that on that political view or or that religion i, I want to hear your take you know people love being on the mic as i say and and bragging or, or talking about something that they really believe in and it, again it just gets you out of your comfort zone just have an ear just listen to people and so again with the benefits it's really helping you to discover new talents about yourself and anything that's kind of laying dormant because you've never uh shook it up or been a positive disruptor for yourself you know now you're able to grow and able to wow i, I kind of really like doing that i wish i'd learned about that when i was in my 20s and now i'm you know almost you know 45 years old you know but it's never too late you know, but that helps you get out of your comfort zone. And that's kind of like the being uncomfortable is almost like the launching pad. You know, let's try something new. Let's launch into something and and, you know, see what we learn from this. Now, also, you're not you're always going to learn something, but it doesn't mean being uncomfortable is something that you like or uh, something that you're getting. Uh, I don't want to say used to, but something that you are trying to uh, adapt to doesn't mean that you're going to like it. But you you wouldn't have known if you didn't like it, if you didn't try it, if you didn't get out of your comfort zone. You see what I mean? So you have to try it in order to have an opinion about it. I always say I try it once and then I'll give an opinion about it. I can't knock something that I don't try. When I tell somebody, hey, come come with me or, or let's go on a hike or let's go fishing or let's do some type of hobby that I like. And someone was like, oh, no, there's a lot of bugs out there or Aren't you afraid of bears or, oh, you got to be outside. You're all sweaty. It's like, have you tried it before? 
No, I, I haven't. I just kind of, okay, well, you can't knock it until you try it. So get uncomfortable and try it. Get your hiking boots on and let's try something different, you know? So again, getting out of your comfort zone, it just expands your mind so that you are able to make decisions and opinions on certain things that, hey, I remember trying that. I really liked it. And that's how I started volunteering for this organization. Or you know what? I did try that. Fishing's boring and that's not for me, you know? And so you know not to try it anymore because you took the initiative to get yourself uh, uncomfortable. Another thing too, the benefits uh, of being in the unknown is being a risk taker and calculated risk. You're not just going to jump off a building, you know, without a parachute or even jump off of the building with a uh, bungee cord without doing testing or watching other people do it but taking calculated risk is very important as well but the benefit is it makes you look very attractive people like risk takers people like the bad boy you know someone who rides on a motorcycle or someone who you know takes the lead on something it's that confidence you know and it makes you attractive not just in a sexual way or like a heartthrob but as a candidate, you know, going up against other candidates for a job, you're able to talk about how you took a risk, whether that risk worked out or not. That risk means that you're a leader and you're not afraid to take the lead. That's very attractive, you know, for a lot of people in relationships, whether with a friend or with the network, you know, they like I like people that take a risk, you know, that pushes me. You know, I would say I, I'm a risk taker. I take calculated risk and I like trying different things. And so being surrounded by people like that, that's attractive to me uh, in, in being around them. And then lastly, let's say as an employee, you know, uh, being a leader in the boardroom, speaking up, being uncomfortable, you're, you know, you're junior or middle manager and you're speaking in front of C-suite. You know, the CEOs, the CHROs, the, you know, uh, CEO of, uh, or, or chief of, of technology and you're speaking up, that can be very uncomfortable and intimidating when you're around such a seasoned, uh, a seasoned party of, of individuals uh, and you're saying something and speaking up on something you believe in. That's attractive. People respect that, you know, so definitely be a risk taker. Take those calculated risks and, and uh get yourself in uncomfortable situations. And lastly, that's how a lot of successful people, you know, that we look up to have been successful. Whatever you define success is, that's how they've been labeled as successful because they've gotten out of their comfort zone and they were risk takers. Okay. Something to think about. Let me share another example of uh, a time when I was working for uh, an employer and the task was asked by my VP to put together data or, or really take a look at this data for salaries uh, across a, a couple of departments. And there was actually a request from some of the leadership uh, to do this. And so I'm not strong in data analytics. I'm not a data scientist, you know, the pivot tables and the charts and all of that. I'm, it, it can get very overwhelming for me. I've done certain things with data, but uh, it's very minimal. You know, send out a survey, read the surveys, get see where the trends are, the data. But when you're really getting into the weeds of data, 
there's so much you can do on an Excel spreadsheet or with certain platforms or, or softwares out there. And so uh, after my VP mentioned what needed to be done and what the request was, I just raised my hand like a crazy person. <laughs> you know, I raised my hand. I was like, I'll do it. You know, when he asked who wants to be part of this or who wants to help me out with this, I was like, I'll do it. And then shortly after, uh, another colleague of mine, you know, raised his hand. So now it's like I got a teammate. Cool. And this person was probably more savvy in the technology than I was, especially, and I was still new, you know, with this organization. And so long story short, we worked together and, you know, scheduled meetings to really talk about the data or, okay, how come this isn't adding up with the salaries or, you know, is this right? Let's take a look at the benchmarking. I was uncomfortable, but then I slowly got comfortable with it because I had a partner to work on it with. And then I got comfortable because I was like, I'm learning. And this was something I raised my hand to show that I'm a risk taker and I took the lead to my VP. That's huge. That's attractive, like I said. Uh, and then long and then, you know, after I was uh, I'd left that position or that job, I had something to talk about during my interviews. You know, tell me about a time when you took a risk. Perfect. You know, tell me about uh, a lot of the times, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Perfect. I'll talk about my weakness, but I'll also talk about how I took a risk with, you know, putting together this data. And then I learned from that and I worked with, you know, someone and, you know, shared that data with the leaders. I got something to talk about. So again, it all comes back with being uncomfortable. <clears throat> Excuse me. And being able to take that risk because in the long term or the long run, it's definitely going to help you, uh, you know, to really just expand and grow, as, I, as I've mentioned. Uh, another thing that I would be conscious of and, and think about is your circle. Who do you surround yourself with? Do you surround yourself with the same people that you grew up with on the block? Or have you expanded and diversified? not just your network, but your friendships and relationships with other people who have lived in different areas of the city, of the uh, world, you know, and you're learning from them and they're pushing you because they've came from humble beginnings or they've came from different backgrounds. And you're like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm learning from that person. I didn't have it as bad as I thought I did. Or wow, I have it really good compared to what this person is telling me. Or how did they get to the position or the level that they are at because I'm kind of on the same path as they were 10 years ago. You know, surround yourself with the right circle. You know, I'm not saying to, you know, leave your friends and forget where you came from. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about continuing to diversify your relationships and people that you um, connect with. That's really, really important. And that gets you out of your comfort zone as well. But man, how do I meet these new people? I've met a lot of people through school and at work, but I'm just meeting this person at a networking event or just meeting this person on the street or we just have a casual conversation. We're both at the coffee shop and that can really help you when you have a really good circle. As I've mentioned in my previous podcast, you know, your network is your network and you definitely have to, you know, build that network of people to, you know, make sure that you are accomplishing those things and continuing to be, be successful in your eyes professionally and personally. I've been mentioning the term success. Success is your own definition, whether it's money, whether it's status, whether it's how many likes you get on social media. Success is your own definition. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, 
So let's dive into this with success. I also believe, in my own opinion, you have your own, but this is mine. There's enough success to go around for everyone. It's up to you as an individual to go after that success. Let me share another example. Let's talk about this podcast. You know how many people already talk about these topics that I'm talking about? Plenty of people. How do you think I I started this? How do you think I was encouraged and, uh, what's the other word, encouraged and motivated to do a podcast like this? Because I listen to podcasts with similar topics. But guess what? Those individuals that I listen to may have a different audience. I may speak to the audience of 25 to 35 year olds. Single people, maybe start trying to start a family, fresh grads, early in their career, trying to get into management positions. But that other person that does guest speaking and gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars may speak to a more seasoned audience. Individuals who have their degrees, went back for their PhDs, their you know, managers, getting into director, maybe PhDs, that audience. I may speak to an audience of the LGBTQ community or African-American, Latino community, where someone else may speak to just a male-dominant community. You know, so what I'm getting at is there's enough success for everyone. You just have to figure out what is your success and what makes you successful in your own eyes? And then people are going to say, wow, that, that person's really doing it out here. They're successful. You know, it does, it's not about the money. It's not, sometimes it's not about the likes. It's whatever you feel success is. And that's what I wanted to really, when I talk about success, it's my own definition. And, um, you have your own definition of that as well. But I going back to this podcast example, it's I didn't let any let anything or anyone stop me. And I just I was uncomfortable. I took the initiative to do it. I wanted to get on the mic. I feel like I'm a really good public speaker. I I can improve, of course. I'm not the greatest, but I've spoken at various symposiums and at colleges and you know, to college students or high schoolers or whoever. And I'm comfortable speaking. But now, I, when I was starting this, I was a little uncomfortable doing it because I'm like, I'm not just speaking to a crowd. I'm speaking to the world. I don't know who's going to be watching this. I don't know who I'm going to be touching with the words and the, 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 the content that I'm creating. I'm speaking to a lot of people right now. And that's why I don't really pay attention too much on the analytics uh, of my podcast. I just put things out. And maybe someone will send me a post or a comment or share something. But I put myself in that uncomfortable situation. I took that risk. And now I have a podcast. And that's what I'm just trying to get, you know, my point across to this with overall success and whatever you feel your definition of success is, go after it and don't let anyone stop you from getting it. But you are going to have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation for quite some time, for a little period, uh, until you figure out your groove. Okay. So let's kind of wrap up here with some final thoughts. Um, as I mentioned, getting out of your comfort zone, 
Comfort zone is good to a certain degree, but if you want to grow, you have to expand and get out of your comfort zone, whether that's your circle, whether that's networking, whether that's starting something new like a business or learning a new skill. It's going to be uncomfortable. Think about that baby wobbling and standing up and, you know, landing on their butt and scraping their knee and crying. That's going to be you when you're uncomfortable, but eventually you're going to learn how to walk and then you're going to start running and sprinting. So another thing too is I always tell myself there's two things that are going to happen to me in life. And the first one is I'm either going to win or I'm either going to learn. In my eyes, I never lose. Losing is, it's an experience. Losing is an opportunity to learn. So I always tell myself and feel free to adopt you're either going to win or you're going to learn. Okay, you're not a loser. There are failures and there are setbacks, but it's up to you and your responsibility to learn from those. Okay, I, I really like saying it to myself because that, that helps me motivate myself and keep going. So feel free to adopt it for yourself. Um, definitely analyze, analyze, you know, your life analyze what you're trying to learn and what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, one thing I almost forgot to mention with, with losing, think about someone who wins and think about, but let's talk about sports. You look at the person who won and we'll say individual, let's say tennis. There's a tennis match, someone won. Look at what they do when they win. Look at their actions, their nonverbal cues. Look at what someone does when they lose their nonverbal cues. When someone wins, they celebrate, they get the trophy, they say a speech, they go out, they party. When someone loses, they sit there, they ponder, they cry, they have the towel over their face because they're sad. They put their all into this tennis match. But you know what else they're doing that you don't see? They're processing, they're thinking, what went wrong? How did I lose that match? I'm good, I'm better than this person. What happened? They're thinking, they're learning. That person that won, they're not learning. They're celebrating, I won, the championship is mine. But that person who lost, they're processing, they're learning, they're going back to they're going back to learn they're going back to process what happened they're watching the tapes they're watching their movements they're uh talking to their coach there may be they may be updating their their team you know that that coaches them they're working on their diet they're going back to the gym they're getting bigger they're getting uh smarter that person that won sometimes people that win they don't do that they just let themselves go all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go you know, uh, and sign up for another or sign a contract for another tennis match for another, you know, couple years or whatever. I'm, I'm going to sit this one out, which, you know, they have all means to. They, they just won the championship. But that person that lost, they're learning. And that and think about that and watch that. If you watch sports or anything where there's a, a winner and a loser, watch what happens when that person loses. And sometimes that person that loses they come back and they beat that person that won or they continue on to beat other people because 
they remember that time when they lost and how they how it made them feel and everything that they had to process during that time. I wanted to share that with you. Okay. One other thing I wanted to share was the term no. No is getting you closer to what you deserve. Let's talk about seeking employment, which is happening a lot with a lot of, with people. When you get that rejection, it's a no. When you get ghosted by the, the recruiter, that's a no. When they don't want you to come in for the final round interview, that's a no. But it's getting you closer to what you deserve. It's getting you closer to that yes. It's hard to believe, but it is. And also, I was listening to something where someone said that the letters N-O that spell out no is actually stands for or think about next opportunity. So you said no to me? Okay, what's the next opportunity? I'm not getting that next date with that hot chick? All right, that's cool. Next. What's the next opportunity? Okay, think about the N and O means next opportunity. It doesn't mean no. It doesn't mean this is the end. It just means what's the next opportunity? It may not be that exact path. You may have tried out for baseball and you got cut from the team. That was a no. But what's the next opportunity? I like football. And I get to throw a ball around? Let me try this out. And you become successful or you become, you know, that's something that you enjoy and you got out of your comfort zone with that. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I really hope that this was helpful. I really want to touch on this uh, on the podcast with this episode. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. I think it's a, a great tagline. I think it's great to think about that as you continue to grow, uh, especially if you are that person that likes to take risk and, and wants to continue to learn things. Uh, but, you know, I, I really hope that this was helpful. You know, I appreciate you watching. Like, share, you know, follow, uh, tag somebody with this. And uh, as I always say, always follow your dreams. Thank you for watching.